In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending May the 15th, a new report produced by Purdue University with grant support from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Institute of Food and Agriculture shows there is a demand for recent college graduates with degrees in agricultural programs. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Krista Harden gives her take on steps that might attract more students into a career in the ag sector. I think awareness is a big part of this. Really, it's up to USDA, but not just USDA. I think companies and businesses, organizations who are very interested in attracting the best and the brightest really need to be going on college campuses. They need to be going to high school campuses, frankly, and talking to kids as they're making college decisions, talking about agriculture. I think that we have a big education to do with maybe our non-agriculture and rural residents across the country and what is available, what's happening in agriculture, about the vast opportunities and how a college degree is needed and can be utilized in many of these fields. So it's talking about it. It's getting the word out beyond traditional venues and audiences. I go to college campuses, so does the secretary a lot. We meet with students. We talk about working in agriculture. I spend a lot of time with FFA kids and with 4-H kids and other groups, even in middle school and high school, saying, hey, think about a career in agriculture. There's a lot of opportunity here. So when they start looking at colleges, looking at career choices, looking at what to study, they'll know that there's really opportunity in these areas. Well, the U.S. Senate passed a motion this week by a vote of 65 to 33, which allowed a trade promotion authority bill to advance to debate after reaching compromise. Rod Bain has more on that story. Next week, the U.S. Senate is scheduled to begin formal debate on a bill granting the president trade promotion authority. On this vote, the yeas are 65, the nays are 33. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn, having voted in the affirmative upon reconsideration, the motion is agreed to. The Senate Thursday allowing a TPA bill to advance for debate after two days of negotiations that led to a compromise. Senators passed two bills Thursday, one related to trade enforcement, the other extending trade preferences to sub-Saharan Africa. As Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon said on the floor of the Senate, Tough robust, effective enforcement of our trade laws is right at the core of a new and modern American trade policy. Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah noted, Both of these bills have been in the works for some time. I'm very glad that we found a way to get them to this point. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. USDA's National Ag Statistics Service released their final production figures from the 2014 cotton crop this week. Angie Considine with NAS in Washington, D.C. says the crop was up 26% from the previous year. The final 2014 production estimate of all U.S. cotton is 16.3 million bales, up 26% from the 2013 crop. Upland cotton is estimated at 15.8 million bales, up 28% from the previous crop. The U.S. yield for all cotton is estimated at 838 pounds per acre, up 17 pounds from 2013. Record high yields are estimated in Arizona, Arkansas, Kansas, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, and Virginia. Final production in Georgia totaled 2.57 million bales, up 11% from the previous season. In Alabama, production totaled 653,000 bales, an increase of 11% from 2013. In Florida, 192,000 bales were produced, up 10% from the previous year. In summary, the final 2014 all-cotton production estimate for the United States is 16.3 million bales, up 26% from the 2013 crop. 
This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. USDA also recently came out with a report which estimates how the 2015 peanut crop will turn out. Tyron Spearman runs through the numbers they released. USDA has recently estimated for the first time this year the average crop that should be coming in this year. The new estimate says that peanut farmers will make 2,887,500 tons based on harvesting 1,451,000 acres. That's a 9% increase in acres. And the new yield will be 3,980 pounds per acre. That is up about 40 pounds, mainly because of new varieties and possibility of a good growing season. That means next year's ending stocks, by estimate, would be about 1,095,000 tons, but not as much increase as we thought. The total U.S. demand, they said, would be 2,758,000 tons. That is up 18.6% on all the use of peanuts. And demand for food on peanuts would be up 3%. Exports would be up 2.2%. But that's good news for peanut farmers, not as big a crop as they thought. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Well, also this week, it was announced that a record number of beef producers became BQA certified during the free period. More than 2,100 producers across the U.S. became certified through the Checkoff-funded Beef Quality Assurance Program supported by Bear Ringer Ingelheim Vet Medica Incorporated this year. Throughout the program's four years now, nearly 22,000 producers have received free BQA certification. And while the free BQA certification process has ended, you still can become certified. To learn more, just go to bqa.org. Kathy Isom had a story this week on USDA's next major project when it comes to rural electrification. The Department of Agriculture's Rural Electrification Administration has come a long way since its inception in May of 1935. Rural Utility Service Administrator Brandon McBride. It started by providing electricity into rural areas, but we also do a lot of work with rural water infrastructure and, as you know today, providing broadband service into areas that did not have it previously. Thanks to REA and electrical cooperatives, local economies were able to develop. Things that we take for granted now, going to a light switch and having the light come on, that was not the case 80 years ago. And throughout the years, REA has helped the cooperatives to make sure that those distribution systems are maintained. USDA is providing more than $100 million in loans to build or improve 1,000 miles of electric transmission and distribution lines in Indiana, Michigan, North Dakota, and South Carolina. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And we wrap up this week's podcast with Everett Griner talking about a new health fad. Several feature articles have crossed my desk recently related to goat farming. What's driving that surge? Well, one thing is milk. Goat milk is finding a new market with a lot of health groups. It's already popular in some parts of the world, but, well, I don't think it's likely to challenge cow's milk here at home. But health food groups say goat's milk has more calcium, more magnesium, potassium, and vitamin C. Now, I suppose that would make it more desirable to people who are health conscious, but I'm curious about the taste. Can, can you just gulp down a glass of goat milk like you would a glass of cow's milk? Maybe a bowl of cereal or, or stir it in a bowl of chocolate pudding? I think I'll just keep watching these trends and these health groups and hoping that it won't replace Holstein milk. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Greiner, Southeast Agnet. You can hear those stories and more from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.